Welcome to Emil Franzink's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of wolves. Most true words ever never spoken. Uttered. <laughs> That's right. Happy Saturday to everybody. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, uh, here on Emil Franzink's Voices of the West. Todd Roberts is normally with us, but he is on special assignment today. Secret business. Secret business. So uh, we're, uh, we're we are toddlers today, but we've got a great, great show coming awesome up. Awesome show. Uh, today is the birthday of a uh, friend of the show and a uh, friend of you, Bunker, uh, Mr. Don Collier. Before we get and a to friend th- of Susan and a friend of Susan McRae is also on the line with us. But before we get to them, I want to do this. And that's uh, the <laughs> Sons of the Pioneers with a happy birthday polka. Don Collier, happy birthday. Susan McRae, welcome to Voices of the West. I thought for a second that Thanks. was the Fred Armas show. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank, thank you for the song. That's great. You, bet, you betcha. <laughs> They only played that because they don't have to pay for happy birthday songs. See? God, she knows us. Well, I've got, got before we get dived into this, because this is just so juicy, I've got a little bit of Western news here to share with you. Um, From what I understand, uh, News of the World is a new Western that uh, Tom Hanks is going to be doing. It's supposed to come out around Christmas time. Anyhow, I hope that's true because... We need good westerns, and we need stuff around Christmas. Yeah, the, the buzz on that, uh, uh, around the social media anyway, has been half and half. Half are excited about it, the other half are saying, Tom Hanks and a cowboy, please. So he's a hell of an actor. Tom Hanks can play anything. I, I think so, too. Oh, I think that's a great thing that he's doing a western. Oh, you too. That might help to bring it back. That's it's, yeah. I believe. Anything he's attached to, it always comes, comes out wonderful. Exactly. Right. The other piece of news I've got here is Chris Enns, who is a supporter of the show, been on the show several times, uh, current president of the Western Writers of America. Well, she's a big winner this year. Uh, The 2019 Academy of Western Artists Elmer Keaton Book Award for Best Nonfiction Western, and she also picked up a Will Rogers Medallion Award this year. Very talented. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. And Very talented lady. The last piece of news, tomorrow is the last day of El Dorado down in Tombstone. Now let's get to the good folks. Well, the other sad piece of news is I read uh, that Rhonda Fleming passed. Oh, you keep rubbing that I know. In, I'm Eric. sorry. But, no, Rhonda Fleming was a beautiful actress and a really incredible lady. I believe she made the top uh, list of... Uh, Franzi used to do top yes. ten lists, and uh, yes. uh, the best Western babe, uh, I think, is how it was titled, and, and she won that hands down. Hands down, <laughs> yes. Like you know, you know, Don, Don, you know, Rhonda Fleming was in that Bob Hope Western uh, that Kent produced. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. That. You know, I worked with her one time. Yeah. Well, she did a Death Valley. She did a Death Valley Days, believe it or not, and. Uh, uh, I forget the guy's name that produced that, but he paid everybody the same price. You got seven hundred and fifty bucks for two and a half days. Isn't it amazing how he knows what, how much it was all those years ago? <laughs> well, did, didn't Funny, he also do? My mind, she got a little divorce. They paid her five grand for the for doing one Death Valley day. Wow, that well, that's that's unusual because Gerald, you guys had grand. to do two at a time, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you okay. go. We, we did mine in Kanab, and uh, I did, well, I did about five or six of those through the years, and uh, two of them were in Kanab, and I believe they were back to back. Yeah, you you did Loss of Faith, the man who died twice, the man who wouldn't die, one fast engine, and there was another Dalton brother. Yeah, yeah it was fun doing those. I was the old uh, who well, now producer Bob. Uh, oh I yeah, I can't remember his name. Good guy. He was. He flew his own private plane up to the Kanab down there. I worked a couple of them, and I can't think of his name. His brother-in-law was uh, also the stunt coordinator. 
and we had more fun doing those. Well, to the basis of the program today, it is uh, uh, Don Collier's 92nd birthday. and yeah. uh, uh, Keep rubbing it in. I know. <clears throat> We're also uh, happy to talk about the high chaparral because uh, besides Don working on it, Susan having some input on that, and uh, you were working on a bunker, it was one of the best television westerns <clears throat> ever yes. to air. And uh, it, it was a dandy. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we do want to also mention that uh, there's a High Chaparral reunion coming up. Yeah. And that'll be in uh, March of uh, next year. Susan, you want to talk about that? Tell us more. Absolutely. It's called the Chaparral Roundup. It's going to start March 12th. It goes from March 12th to the 14th. We're going to have some wonderful times. We're we're going to have a great time. And if people want to register for it. They can go to chaparralroundup.com, or we're on Facebook as well, Chaparral Roundup. You can spell, you want to spell Chaparral for us, Harry? C-H-A-P-A-R-R-A-L. Excellent, and Chaparral. we all know Roundup, so that's good. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I good. think everybody would have a great time, and one of the great things about it is that on the 14th, on Sunday the 14th, Don Collier is going to be doing his show, Confession of an Acting Cowboy. It's a great show. Well, it's, it's a shame we're doing it on Sunday because you can't lie on Sunday. That's right. That's the whole purpose of it. Yeah, I would have really spiced it up if it were on Saturday. Well, yeah, of just, course. Just do a Saturday version, Don. <laughs> We don't do that on the weekend, I suppose. Oh, well, wait, wait a minute. I always thought the Sunday show was the hangover show. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, come well, on, guys. we will be out. Voices of the West will also be out there uh, doing uh, uh, broadcasts over uh, our radio, uh, over our channel, uh, to uh, to talk uh, as people are talking about the Chaparral yeah. Roundup. So, uh, we'll yeah, be out and there. that's going to be that's going to be on Saturday. Uh, at the White Stallion Ranch. That's right. One of our sponsors, a great place, a beautiful place. They're uh, fantastic uh, Russell True is a great yes. host. He's a great friend of the show. Yeah. And they're, they're that, that, that ranch has been around a long time. We shot quite a bit of high chaparral there. Yeah. That's, you bet. Remember yeah. Sheriff John going out there in the morning and shooting snakes before we yeah. get there? Yeah. I don't remember, remember the sheriff shooting, but I do remember... What was his name, Don? Kent had, Kent had a nickname for him. Uh, John. Uh, John. Oh, I can't remember now. Which guy? Sure. Oh, he was. He got. He was the guy who. Well, John was out there, but there. There was a guy who Kent used to love and send out to to check the snakes before we started shooting out there. I remember you talking about that. I've. Oh, awesome. isn't that awful? Well, it'll come to me anyway. Well, I got it. White Stallion is a great place, and absolutely everybody should go out there. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Indeed, it is the uh, home of the Mojave Rattler. There you go. And uh, also, we I got an email from a, a friend of ours, friend of the show, Sally Reichart. Um, this is from a friend of hers. Her father uh, uh, was named Dwayne Wildler, and he would have been ninety-three last August. He was chief of security at Old Tucson. For many years in the 60s and 70s, and uh, uh, Glenda, the daughter, uh, wishes Don happy birthday and many, many more. Uh, also, her late son-in-law, Tim Powers, worked out there in yeah. I- IT, and so she was wondering if uh, if any of you three might have known either Dwayne or Tim. I, I remember What was the Tim. last name? Uh, Power, it was Tim Powers or Dwayne Weidler. Yeah, he was head of security out there. And anyway, in any event, she just wanted to say hey uh, to Don and pass along a happy birthday. So. Well, I, I hope he's listening to it. Thank you very much. You bet. Yeah. Well, let's see here. What do we got? Oh, God, Harry. Bunker is now reverting to his single-spaced, smallly written... Notes oh, well, that fit on know, a three by five card. Well, well, you know, let's see here. Oh, I got a question for you, Don. This because I, I I've got a bunch of stuff I've I've found out, and I understand that you uh, at one time was a proprietor of a chicken and fish uh, 
store down in uh, down somewhere in Orange County or somewhere down south. Is that true? Pacific Palisades. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, how was the chicken fish business? And we had a slaughterhouse in North Hollywood. Oh. One week I would kill chickens, and the next week I'd sell them. <laughs> but but I, got tired of, I got tired of chicken manure on my body and blood, chicken blood, and so I got back in the acting business. Yeah, Ken called him a chicken plucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not a, sometimes. I'm not a chicken plucker, nor I'm a chicken plucker, fun, but I'll pluck chicken till the chicken plucker comes. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. You know, I, I, Don, I, I came across those uh, some YouTube videos of uh, when you were the spokesperson for Hubba Bubba Gum, <laughs> and you were the, yeah. the the gum fighter, and and I, I forgot Dub Taylor was in those with you in those oh, commercials. Oh, Dub, he was every oh, one of them, yeah. Yeah, what a hoot. He had more dialogue than you did. <laughs> yes, he did. couldn't understand any of it, though. <laughs> well, well, you know, when Doug started talking, he didn't stop. Well, that's the beauty Kinda of like it. Kind of like me. You just, you just have to... You, you, just, you just have to... Yeah. You just have to understand... Like he'd, do that, he'd do that cackling on him, just clown up a storm. He was great. Yeah. Old Doug was good. I, I, I don't know if he was from Louisiana or not, but he sure has that accent of someone who is from... <laughs> he was down <laughs> home. Yeah. He yeah. was in Georgia. Ah, Georgia. that explains Georgia. that. Okay. <laughs> you know, he was a Georgia boy. His nephew yeah. and I went through the North Hollywood Masonic Lodge through the degrees. And when we did our third degree, uh, Dub came there. Wow. And it was so great because afterwards we all went to the office. And for the next two and a half hours, all we heard was uh, Dub Taylor stories, <laughs> mostly about hunting. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what a guy. So, Don, what who, do you... Who did it with it, Buck? No, it was uh, uh, Tack Thorpe, who was uh, uh, oh. Buck's brother's son. Oh, I see. Buck Thorpe. So, Don... You know, how he, you know how he got the name Dub? No. Well, he, he was named Dub by Lana Turner. The actress, uh, she said, we got to call him Dub because every time he had dialogue, they had to send him over to the Dub Dub because he couldn't understand it. And so she nicknamed him Dub. Wow. That is awesome. So, Don, what have you been doing these uh, these days? Uh, you're in Kentucky visiting family and somewhere relaxing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done I haven't done much. I did a little uh, thing for a, a low budget film in Texas a few weeks ago, and they're trying to raise money to finish the picture. I haven't done anything in years. I haven't wanted to really, but this uh, <laughs> an old friend of mine's uh, producing it, uh, Mark Henley. He's done a lot of work, and if he gets his money. I'll do some more work, and it'll be kind of fun to work with it. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, you know, I know when you were starting now, what got you started, as I understand, was you were working for Francis Letterer on the ranch. That's and, right. And him being an old old Hollywood type, Hollywood actor, he started teaching you and kind of mentoring you. Is that right? Well, he had uh, he had a big ranch out there in the west end of the valley. He had about four or five hundred acres out there beyond Canoga Park, and uh, he had uh, the drama and and one voice class and everything at his uh, at his ranch house out there uh, two nights a week. And I got to, I was working out there with uh, my folks who were caretakers, and I was working out there with them. I worked with his cattle and his horses down there, and I noticed. That he had a lot of kids coming to these uh, classes, and at least half of them were girls. Yeah, and the girls were were mighty pretty. Yeah, and he he asked me one time. He says, "You want to join our class?" And I said, "Does the cat have a?" No, I didn't say that. I, I yeah, said, yes. you did. I said yes. I'd like to. I'd like to join your classes. I'd love to be an actor. I was lying, of course, at the time because the girls are so pretty. But I got to. Uh, Doing some stuff up there with him, and I enjoyed it. And they, he sent me out a few interviews, and uh, I started picking up some work. And uh, I worked for on and off for a couple of years, and decided I want to go back to uh, college. And I had a scholarship down in Texas at Hardin Simmons, so I, I thought I'd give college a try. I tried it, and uh, the only thing I was good at was football. I was a pretty good football player, but a, a lousy student. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so after the after about one year, I I gave up on that and came back to L.A. and uh, got uh, got back into drama class in what 1955 over in Hollywood and uh, and started working a couple of years after that. Oh, that was what three years with Estelle Harmon. Yeah, three years with Estelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are we doing your show here? <laughs> this is this I feel is like we're doing your show. This is, this is the old. Uh, what was that? This is your life. This show. is your life. This Ralph is Edwards. your life. Ralph yes. Edwards. Yeah. You could be Ralph Edwards. Well, speaking yeah. of this is your life, uh, what kind of student were you at Brigham Young? Because I understand you were taking geology. I would have taken geology if I'd have studied a little harder. I played. <laughs> I was a pretty good football player. Yeah. And uh, uh, a lousy student. I just tried college for a half a year. I tried another half a year at uh, Brigham Young the following year, and I was—I had the GI Bill, so it was all free. Yeah. So I tried a couple of times, and uh, I just couldn't concentrate. So well, I gave it up, went to work. Well, it, does, it seems to me like football has been a great uh, jumping-off place for acting for an awful lot of people. Johnny Mac Brown said. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It, uh, Don Har- uh, Harmon, you know? Don Harmon, uh, yep. Rub, Reb Russell. Oh, yeah, he was the big quarterback at UCLA. Yeah. Good That's enough. my alma mater. Love that place. Yeah. yeah. I met his father. His father was uh, Tom Harmon. Yep. Yeah. And he, what the hell did they call him? Old six, number 66 is not a nickname, but he was a great football player. Yeah, yeah he was right. legendary. Yeah. yeah, back when football was football, man. Yeah, back when they had leather helmets. Yeah, yeah when they, they played like they meant it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, Susan, what, what were you taking there at UCLA? I know it was music, but what else? No, I didn't take music. You didn't? I, she was a I history was, person. I took, I took art history and psychology. Uh-oh. Now, why do you think I took psychology? It was the best thing I could have done because I had to work with actors and agents. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, um, that was the best thing I could have taken. Because well, if you, had, if you hadn't, you would have needed one. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. They're all crazy. Oh. Class insanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're crazy. <laughs> Guys, we're up against our first break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Our guests... Today, it's uh, Don Collier. It's his birthday. And Susan McRae, casting director, is with us. Uh, and uh, Bunker DeFrance is here. I'm Harry Alexander. Todd Roberts is off elsewhere doing... On assignment. ...secret stuff for us. We'll be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient. 
and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We got the outlaws on the run here. Ringo. <laughs> Emil Francis' Ringo. voices of the West is back. I'm Harry Alexander. That's Bunker DeFrance over Ringo. there. Ringo. <laughs> and our guests today, Don Collier and Susan McRae. Don, you were uh, speaking of outlaws. You were uh, you were an outlaw. Well, you he you was were, catching them. He, he was catching outlaws back in 1960. That's right. Me and Slim Pickens and uh, we had two or three deputies come in, uh, but Slim and I were the lead guys at it. Slim was great, great to work with. A, a, a great actor turned out to be a marvelous actor years later. And we had a lot of fun doing it. It should have gone for a, a good number of years after it was canceled, but it yeah. was canceled uh, because they owed a, an hour to somebody else. Art Linkletter. We, we lost the hour, so uh, we had to go on to other things. Yeah, you had Barton McLean and uh, Bruce Yarnell. You had a great cast. Oh, yeah, Barton McLean was great. He, yeah. he was the lead heavy over Warner Bros. for many, many years, and... Uh, it was a pleasure to meet the guy after seeing him in the, on the screen for so many years. It yeah. was just amazing that I got a chance to meet with so many of those old actors, those characters that came through. They were wonderful old people and a pleasure to work with. It was really a thrill doing that show. Did you ever uh, have the opportunity to work with uh, Roy Barcroft or Charles King? Yeah. Oh. I think they both came on that show. Oh. It was our, fa- our favorite heavies. Yeah. Hey, well, you know... Yeah. Talking about getting started, Massacre River, Davy Crockett, uh, oh, God. Indian Scout, Fort Apache. You started like I did, but you did a heck of a lot better than I did. Uh, those. How did you get your first job on Massacre River? Uh, I was I, I was with uh, Henry Wilson was head of talent at Selznick Studios at the time, and he Henry ended up with a a stable full of guys, Rock Hudson and uh, 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 Rory Calhoun. Uh, oh yeah, he had about twenty or thirty guys on his on his list of uh, talent, and uh, he got me started. Uh, it's a that's a long story that I won't go into now, but I got oh. disillusioned with the picture business really uh, on account of him. But he got me several jobs, and that was one of Massacre River with Roy Calhoun and uh, Guy Madison. Well, I had a lot of fun on that show. I enjoyed those, meeting those guys and working with them. Well, let me ask and, you, because I know my, my first picture, uh, it was so neat because I had, no, I had no illusions. I just went out there because I could get a job riding. I, I tried to talk them into hiring me as an actor, and they... And they said, we don't need actors, we need writers. And I said, well, you're in luck. I'm a better writer than I'm an actor. <laughs> but, you know, the, the the thing for me, and it, it, it's still to the, true today, the most satisfying part of working on a show was the horse work, the wranglers, the stunt guys, and the action. The most yeah. underrated guys in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The stunt guys were uh, a group of fellas. Those stunt guys in those those years, yeah. uh, the some association, were a group of individuals that uh, will never pass this way again. Uh, yeah. Those guys were unique, uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful guys. Personally, and their their uh, ability to do the jobs they set up to were just fantastic. And they would they would do anything. Yeah, and, and one of the greatest. And one of the greatest was Henry Wills, and I know how much you thought of Henry. If you'd like to uh, talk a little bit about Henry, I I could listen for the rest of the show. Oh, Henry was great. Henry Wills was uh, not only a, a, a great horse guy, uh, uh, just a, a wonderful talent, uh, but just he was a wonderful, wonderful human being, wonderful guy. It was a pleasure working with Henry all those years, and. He uh, 
I remember a horse ball he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fell the old horse, the horse rolled over him, and I think he broke his leg or something. But he jumped up and he said, do I have to do it again? <laughs> and even with a bad leg, he would have done it again. Oh, yeah. Of course. Lord Kilroy, oh, yeah. his horse was one of the most famous of all horses. Yes, it was. But those guys were a unique bunch. It was an honor, yeah. a pleasure, and everything else to work with. I can't, I, let I, you, I can't let you finish talking about stunt guys without mentioning Bob Boyd. Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. he yeah. was probably, next to Henry, probably the best. Bobby was wonderful. He, he could he could do anything horseback. One of the finest horsebackers I ever saw. We were I was the Grand Marshal in Tucson in about ninety six or seven. I called Bobby and I said, "Come on down here, ride with me in this parade. You're gonna get, get a kick out of it." He came down and we got up to the parade grounds early and uh, and uh, had breakfast with the boys and then we mounted up about eight thirty. And they, a couple of horses we'd never been on, and we mounted up, and they were pretty good. And we started riding out towards the head of the parade there. And we got almost to the head of the parade, and there was a band there. And as we passed by, the band master started the band up, and they just went, and the trumpets and the drums and everything just <laughs> went to town. My horse kind of jumped a little bit. Bobby's started running backwards. <laughs> and he, he was doing pretty good. So Bobby just dropped the reins and let him go, and he finally just bumped into a fence. Uh, but Bobby handled that horse so well. I mean, a lot of, I would have jumped off. Uh, but he just sat there calm, and he knew what was going to happen. He just finally stopped the old horse, and away we went. We rode that parade and had no more trouble. But Bobby was an excellent horseman. He could he do was, anything with a horse. He was not only great, he watched out for anybody else who was yes. riding next to him or with him. He always made sure that they were, I mean, all of the actors were not great stuntmen, and they were not great riders, all of them. I mean, Don was a good good horseman, but Bobby would always make sure that people like Henry Darrow were safe and were, were well uh, taken care of and not in any kind of danger whatsoever. And that's the kind of person he was. He was just a great horseman and a great stuntman. Have any? Well, I, saw him, have, I saw him several several times. We'd be doing uh, chases, you know, chasing other, chasing the Indians or chasing bad guys. And if somebody was having trouble horseback, he'd he'd ride right up next to him, yeah. straighten out the old horse, and get the guy sitting right in his saddle. And right. in, the, in a split second, he'd get this done. You know. And, <laughs> And uh, the way they'd go, he was, he was great. He was watching out for everything. Have yeah, you have the have, have the three of you ever worked with anyone else who uh, was that committed to what they were doing and making sure that everybody else was safe? I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there is one person who wasn't a stuntman, but it was my husband, yes. Kent McCray. Oh, Kent, yeah. Kent, he was, was, always, Kent was always very protective of anybody anybody had a problem anybody uh was in trouble anybody they went to Kent, and Kent took care of them always you know, just, i call him a big my big daddy because he was like a daddy yeah. doing everybody on that set and uh anything if you had a problem or you had a complaint or you had anything anything you want to get solved you went to kent mccray and he got it solved for you good bad or different right. he'd get it solved and uh he was the greatest uh the greatest, uh, what the hell is his title? Like, production he's manager. Production manager. Yes. He was the greatest production manager I ever worked with. Yeah. You know, he one was. of the great things about Kent, which I, I, I've, I've mentioned before, was that, you know, a lot of times on Chaparral, uh, they'd break Henry and a handful of us off and uh, give us a, give Henry a, a camera and a cameraman, and we'd go up through second unit stuff, pick up shots, and... You know, most of the time when you're doing something like that, there's nobody there. But Ken would see us off to wherever we were going to do the shots. And when we'd get there, he would be there waiting. Just make sure you got back okay. That is something that you never saw production managers doing. They stayed with the first unit. Ken was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was was everywhere. And he was up. I mean, he never slept. He He would get up. I don't know, 2 and 3 in the morning wondering what the weather was 
could we go out? Could we shoot? Should we have a cover? Should we do whatever we could do? It was amazing. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, you know, speaking of Ken, uh, Ken uh, Susan, you've got a couple of uh, little things you produced. One about Kent and uh, Don's acting cowboy DVD. Tell us about those. Oh, they were a lot of fun. Uh, well, first of all, uh, we uh, Don performed. Uh, we did his show out here at the Wyatt McRae's McRae Ranch. Mm-hmm. And we did that, and during that time, we filmed it, and there's a DVD for it, which is really wonderful and a lot of fun. We had some great stars who were sitting and razzing him on, uh, and that can be purchased, by the way, if people are interested, mm-hmm. at 123cowboy.com. People can go and order it. And also, Kent's documentary can also be gotten at 123cowboy.com. And it is uh, The Life of Kent McRae, which is an amazing uh, history of his career, starting with, oh, touring with Bob Hope and uh, all of the work he did in live television with Milton Berle and uh, all of all of those shows that he did during the good old days of live television. Um, and, of course, he speaks beautifully about Chaparral and doing Bonanza and being Michael Landon, what Mike, Mike Landon called the brother he never had. And so that is a wonderful documentary as well. And I've been busy. I've re-released a DVD of Michael Landon's tribute that we produced uh, called Michael Landon Memories of Laughter and Love and it is also available at 123cowboy.com you just fill out the order form and tell people what you want and there it is we need to put that on our site we do Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make a link on our website for that uh, and, and as, a, as a partner and uh, most excellent. We're up against our next break here on uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Our guests today is uh, uh, our uh, Susan McRae and uh, Don Collier. Today is Don's 92nd birthday, but we won't mention that anymore. We'll be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very, very important messages. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. With the fall and the coming of cooler weather, Tucson Trap and Skeet now institutes our fall hours. Office hours are Wednesday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and automated fields are open daily from 7 a.m. until dusk. So come out and shoot from one of our 50 trap fields, 13 skeet fields, or five international bunkers. Visit TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com for all of our upcoming events or call 883-6426. Hello, 
podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Sir Manolito's in jail in Nogales. I had heard he was wanted there for several charges. My son does not do things in half measures. That's the best, and they're going to execute him. They have a firing wall set up. <sighs> I suppose I always knew he would end up like that. This is the Voices of the West. Alexander in Bunker de France back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Todd Roberts on special assignment. Our guest, Don Collier and Susan McRae. And I always knew they would end up like that. <laughs> uh, poor Mono. <laughs> he was always getting in trouble. <laughs> and Don, and the, the Don would never help him out in any no, fashion. He's I mean. got to learn for himself. Don Collier, what was your favorite High Chaparral episode? Do you, do you have one? As a matter of fact, I have. It's called uh, Follow Your Heart. Yes. Yes. Mainly because I did the lead on it, and it was written by Denny Petticlore, who was a marvelous writer, and that an old friend of mine. I believe he wrote the pilot. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, it was a, a job I thoroughly enjoyed, and working with a wonderful actress, uh, what was her name, Susan? I can't remember. Her name, her name was Miriam Cologne. Miriam Cologne, oh. just a marvelous actress. It was wonderful. I worked with her once before. This is a great opportunity to work with her again, and she was great. Had a wonderful time. It was a good story. It was a beautiful yeah. love story with yes. absolutely beautiful music, by yes. the way. Oh, Susan, That's right. wasn't that one of the most popular episodes on the show? Of course it was. Yeah. Susan, what, Susan what was your favorite episode? Actually, I think my favorite episode was with, uh, with, uh, oh gosh, now I can't think of the name. <laughs> but I, but I gotta say, I gotta say, I loved the pilot. I thought the pilot was a uh, great, great show because it really set up everything. There was incredible action. It was like looking, actually, every episode was looking was uh, looking like a, a feature film, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But well, you're right, Susan. The pilot was a, it was a great show. It set the whole theme for the rest of the, right. of the years we did the thing, and the pilot was wonderful. Yeah, it really was a great show. It was like a little feature. It, it feature. was. Bunker, Bunker what's your favorite? Uh, well, I'm just going to say, except for burning down the the uh, <laughs> burst, uh homestead, yeah. oh, that God. was that was our, our, our great show. But I think my favorite show was the one that uh, caused people to write in. It's when I killed Barbara Hershey with a bow and arrow. They, oh, they, yeah. They didn't like me. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. So, is, so that one of the times you did get credit. Well, I don't know what <laughs> kind of credit you would call that. You know, in, you know, cute girl killer. My favorite episode, I think, is uh, The Horse Soldiers. And oh, well, Which one? With the I horse, the horse, buffa- the buffalo, buffalo soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, buffalo soldiers. Well, I'll tell that was you, a great show. Actually, my that favorite, was. my favorite, yeah. really was Stinky Flanagan. Yeah, that was the, good the too. Henry oh. wrote. That, <laughs> that was, was really a, good. That was a hoot. Now, the, the, you know, it's very, it's very funny you should say that because there are a lot of fans who really loved Stinky Flanagan, particularly. I have to say it because of the music, because of the song that he sang. Yes. To, to his camel, and and it was really a very well done show. Did your dad write the music for that? I mean, yes, the, sir. Yeah, I thought yes, so. Yes, sir. So, what was it about the Chaparral that? I mean, it, it, it's like Gunsmoke twenty years later, and, and uh, I mean, you just got that feeling that everybody was comfortable around everybody else, 
everybody knew the job they had to do and, and so forth, so forth. It, it's a phenomenon, I think, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I think. Well, it, it, all, it all starts at the top, right, Don? And everything goes yeah. down as it goes. Because, like Don said, he called uh, Big Daddy. He called Kent Big Daddy. Well, there it was. We were all, it was all a family unit. Mm-hmm. Everybody cared for everybody. It was really wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was like a, just a big family and uh, with no complaints. Uh, we all worked hard. Anything Kent wanted, we did. Yes. Well, the uh, the series uh, is being rebroadcast on one of the on the air, over the air channels here in Tucson Saturday mornings. Is that when they're airing? It's it? on Monday through Friday oh, Monday at through eleven Friday. o'clock. Okay. When daylight time comes or, or whatever that is, yeah. it'll drop back to ten. Ten o'clock. Uh, it's on eighteen three over the air in Tucson. And I know that it's uh it's over uh, available on the on the internet. It's available episodes available on YouTube. Um, there are episodes available in Europe. I have the, the DVDs uh, of the first three seasons. I uh, can't find the fourth one yet. You know, it's one of the things about Chaparral that, to me, is one of my most fun shows. And the same goes for Neil Summers, my good amigo and compadre. Uh, we just love getting out there and doing the chases. Because not only did we uh, chase the Indians, but sometimes we were the Indians being chased <laughs> By us <laughs> chasing yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's great about the stunt guys that had to do that? They never ha- showed their face head on at the camera. They had to yeah. look at uh, away or hide themselves because you never knew they had to come back as something else the, the same day playing something else or the next day, and you couldn't be recognizable. And and always it's always so great. To see how they camouflage themselves. That that is the secret of DeFrance's uh, stuntman career. He never looked at the camera. Well, you know, it, it's, it's great. It's true because you know, like we'd be doing setting up a shot, and there'd be Cam and and Life and Don and Bob, all the guys up front, and then and then the the pack would be behind them. And I can't remember. I thought Harkness. I can't remember who the cameraman was, but every once in a while he'd he'd go, Steve, I can't see you. And I would lean out to the side, and he'd go, if you can't see the camera, the camera can't see you. And I'd give him the thumbs up, and he'd give me the thumbs up. And then they'd say, all right, roll action. And when they'd say action, I'd just lean back behind the guy. I remember remember the times that me and Bobby would do the same thing. If you get behind some of the actors, you got to lean way over on your horse to get your face in that camera. You know something? Cameron Mitchell was really good at this <laughs> because Cameron Mitchell could, without your knowledge, without the other actor noticing, would hide the other actor when the camera rolled. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just knew how to do it. <laughs> and, and Henry always talked about that, that he, he finally realized what Cam was doing. <laughs> he was hiding him in his own oh, way. Yeah. Oh, he'd love he to grab him by the face. He got the close-up. He yeah. got the close-up. He was an expert at that. Yeah. Well, he was a master. all I know is that High Chaparral was one of the great westerns and, and uh, television sh- series, and it ought to come back. We've Bunker and I have toyed with the idea of. Uh, I've got I've got scripts. an idea for a 1920s version yeah. of High Chaparral, and we think I it, have a script for that thing. And we think you it. You we both think better. It, you both better. You both better hurry if you want me to work in it. Yes. <laughs> hey, you're you're the key because you you are the linchpin between the past and the present. That's right. <laughs> right. And we pay yeah, top dollar. You can't, re- you can't recast Collier. No, 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 no. But, but you know I'm available <laughs> just in case anything oh, happens. Yeah, just yeah, a voiceover. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you guys how our old friend John Gammons is doing. Well, I don't know. Uh, That's who I was trying to remember earlier, last name. They used to kill the snakes out there. Uh, His son has still got his little town, Gammon Gulch, although I don't know what, you know, with the craziness in the world today, how he's doing out there. But uh, uh, John, from what I understand, I spoke to John's wife. And uh, wait, I keep confusing Jim and John. Uh, (laughs) who, Who was the sheriff? 
John? Well, that was that John. was his dad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, Jim uh, has has gamped, uh, the gulch out there, and for what I understand, he's not doing too well physically. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I send my love out to him because it's a great couple of guys. Well, yeah, Joanne's running the place now. Yes. You know, we correct. should talk to him about doing a show out here. Yeah. Well, you should, because he's doing a lot of that out there. Now yeah. that old Tucson isn't active, um, I think she's doing a lot of work out there. Well, well, he's been doing, well, you know, over the years, the last few years in Tucson, you know, no big pictures are coming here, but Tucson has become kind of a uh, mecca for low-budget and non-union productions, mm-hmm. and right. he's been getting, uh, I think, probably more than old Tucson has. Probably so. Probably so. You know, it's really a shame, and I can say this because I don't live there. They need a film commission in Tucson, Arizona. They (laughs) never really had a good one for years now. Nope. And I think that's a crime. And they won't get one because of the political situation. Yeah. Well, you know, know, we had the greatest greatest ever with Bob Shelton, you know. Yeah. And... and you know when we and then years later when Holly was doing the casting, we had you know that was one of the attractions for people coming over here, was that they knew right. they could get a, a a good pool of talent, and she would never let them down, uh, and they could and they could get Don in the in the in the in the uh, package as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe someday, right? Yeah. So so Don, your your uh, radio career when uh, you and Fred Imus. Uh, Used to do the trailer trash uh, program. <laughs> yeah, that was what we do every Sunday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing that. Boy, I listened in on a couple of those. Those were they were funny. I, I listened to it a lot. One of my Facebook friends uh, uh, talked about when I after I posted the uh, uh, promo for the show coming up. He he says he he, he loved listening to the radio show and that uh, uh, you guys would uh, uh, really mess with Nicole Cox <laughs> really bad. The real talent, of course, on that show was Nicole. Yeah. She was, anything we did, the, any uh, little stories we did, or the, most of the stuff we did was written by her, and she was terrific. She, and she's on the radio now at the university. I forget what the name of the show is. Mm-hmm. Nice. But Nicole was just just wonderful, a great gal, and she would do some of the, uh, the, the different uh, uh, characters in the little uh, stories she'd write. And we had a great... A, a lot of fun doing that thing, and Fred was something else. I could go on and on about him forever. Yeah. Uh, did Did you know his the, brother as well? I've uh, met him, talked to him a couple of times. I didn't know him real well, but mm-hmm. uh, I liked old Don. He was he was all right. Yeah, yeah. Fa- favorite disc jockey, man. One of my well, faves. You know, as long as we're in this vein, let's talk a little bit about the Desert Speaks. You know, you had an eleven year shot on yeah. that turkey. And I think that was one of the best documentaries, and, and yes. local, too. Yes. K-U-A-T. It, it was a good show. I, I had a lot of fun. award, too, didn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. a couple yeah. of Emmys. I think yeah. it, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing that. It was good. But when the, after I left, it, uh, they hired, uh, what the hell was his name that's doing it now? David Yetman. He's a former county David supervisor. <laughs> David did a marvelous job of that because... One of the reasons, because he could speak Spanish. They did a lot of shows in mm-hmm. South America and Mexico. He could even speak some of those Indian dialects in Mexico. Yeah, with the and clicks. He didn't, need a, he didn't need a script. I needed a script to do the thing. He didn't need a script. He'd just uh, do everything uh, uh, instantaneous, uh, what do you call it? Extemporaneous. Extemporaneous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave's got a... A loud-looking guy, but boy, he was sure talented when it yeah. came to having that show. It's all in the hat. <laughs> in the hat. Well, yeah, right. well, Don had a better hat when he would wear it. <laughs> we got to finish up. we got to do our final break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Our guests are Don Collier and Susan McRae. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker to France is here. Todd Roberts on special assignment. Our last commercial break. We'll wrap up the show right after these messages. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west, where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Ms. Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We are back on Abel Franzi's The Voices of the West. Terry Alexander, Bunker to Friends. Dot Roberts on vacation, not vacation, he's on special assignment. With us uh, on the horn is uh, Don Collier and Susan McRae, Don Collier actor, Susan McRae casting director, and all-around good person, as well as Don. TV host, TV producer, host, does he everything. Does, does it all. So we're in the <laughs> waning moments here of uh, this edition of uh, Voices of the West. Well, hey, Don, tell us about playing cards with Wayne. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not, not uh, Wayne. He cheated. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I, I didn't play hearts with him. I watched the game. He would play with the stunt guys. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Red Morgan. I remember this one time. Uh, they called him Swivelneck. Uh, Red Morgan, <laughs> Chuck Hayward, and uh, Chuck Robinson. They're playing. They're playing hearts. And uh, John Wayne uh, hated to lose. And of course. If you're playing something with John Wayne, you don't want to win because he's beat you to death. And, but but the Red didn't care. And uh, if if Duke Wayne were playing hearts, and if Duke Wayne took a lot of hearts, he would grab the cards real quick, mess them all up, and he'd say, "How many did you get?" And he said, "Well, didn't you count them?" No, I didn't count them. Did you count the truck? No, no. Well, with nothing up that hand, just gone. Red would say, "Yeah." He'd, he'd holler and cuss him out a little bit and say, "Duke, you try to quit cheating like that." And he would look, try to look at you. That's why they call him the swivel neck. He'd try to look at your cards. You know, his old neck would stretch out to the side of <laughs> Like a turtle. He <laughs> was a good guy. Well, yeah. so, you uh, know, Red was, the, I think, the world's greatest heart player. I played with him and Al White and, and uh, Bill Hart, and they'd clean me every time, especially Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were good, those guys. Well, yeah. tell us about playing golf with Dean Martin then. Dean invited me and Bobby Hoy to, to uh, play golf with him one Sunday out of Mexico. And we accepted. We said, sure, we'd be happy to, Dean. We got to the golf course, and uh, we're, we, it turns out we're in the twosome behind Dean's twosome. And uh, his partner was the lead lady in the show. I forget her name now, Sue. Do you remember that, that gal, that blonde gal that she died? She got killed later on. But anyway... Uh, she, uh, we're, we're behind them. We're watching them. 
she's carrying his clubs, and she's also mixing his drinks and lighting his cigarettes. <laughs> this is how Dean Martin played golf. <laughs> his foursome was a two-some, and she just was his bartender and lighted his cigarettes. Caddy. But it was funny. He was, he was a good guy. We had a lot of fun uh, working with him on that show. Yeah. He did a well, couple of Well, if you're going to wrap it up, you guys, I just want to tell you one thing. Yes. Everybody should come to chaparralroundup.com. Right and see all the information about our gathering there in Tucson where you'll see Don and you'll see all of us out there and it'll be a lot of fun. I had to mention that. And one other thing, if you're uh, tuning in to your computer on Fridays at 10 a.m. on both coasts, go to my radio show, Kaleidoscope, on ksav.org. That's all. That's all right. Shameless that's, promotion that's is what we, we're we, all about. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> we know we know you're just enjoying your birthday, Don. But if you got any any plans or stuff other outside of being over here in March, uh, I'm hoping to make it to ninety-three. There you go. Boy, well, we just, all hope you do. Oh, just remember <laughs> that's, about, that's all I'm looking forward to right now. Just remember that's thirty-nine backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, pal. Uh, you know, this has been more fun than a sack full of squirrels. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, next year uh, on your birthday, uh, we have an open invitation, Don. Oh, yeah. All right. You got an open invitation anytime. Anytime. Both of, both both of, of you. Both of you. Yeah. Anytime. Oh. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, that. thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been really nice to talk to you, Don. Yeah. But it's a pleasure. I'll talk to you right after the show, as a matter of oh, fact. Okay, that's nice. That'll be 533 birthday calls. Behave yourself, you two. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my what a great, great show this has been. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, no, I just, you know, I, I've got to say, that I, I just love being able to talk to Don. I enjoyed working with him on the chaparral, and then I used to run into him all the time. When I was over in California, I'd go yeah. to, I'd go to those darn commercial inter, you know, interviews with the cowboy types, and there'd be Don and and Dub and uh, Burton Gilliam and all the top guys. I was always I was always honored that I was there in that group, but I never got oh. the jobs. And the, but the funny, yeah, you yeah. guys always they got don't. the jobs, or it would be some kid from New York in a red checkered shirt with a straw hat that looked like it had been run over by a semi, and he never put it on. And those are those, he's either you guys or this doofus that would get the jobs. Roll me crazy. Good old days. Yeah, it was. You know, was you know, one last thing that I must mention, you were talking about stuntmen. They were all so great. One of the best, too, was Dick Farnsworth. Yes. He turned into one of the greatest actors ever. And Diamond I Dick Farnsworth. In him too, he was absolutely great, and he's got a great son who's also a Diamond man. And uh, and I wanted to mention him too because he would not be one to be left out. You know, it's so funny yeah, because it's a lot of fun to work with old Diamond Dick. You know, one of the funny things about one of uh, Dick's first acting jobs after he really stopped. Not stop doing stunts, but just really so almost down. Was a bonanza, and he played the cook on it. We did it over here, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a guy I talked because I grew up in Riodosa, and he was going over to the racetrack, mm-hmm. and I told him I said, "Well, you're over there. Make sure you go over to Lincoln and look at Lincoln. Uh, you're going to love it." He went over there, fell in love with it, and bought the ranch over there. Wow, he did. Yeah. You're talking about New Mexico. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well. Land of enchantment. Well, I reckon we're going to have to wrap it up here because we're rapidly running out of time. So, time is well, so it's been a lot of fun, you guys. Time thank is really wonderful. Susan McRae, thank you. Guys. Keep it up. You bet. Susan McRae, thank you so much. Don Collier, thank you so much. It's thank been you, a thank pleasure you. to talk with both of you. My pleasure. And, uh... Let's do it again. Let's not uh, be strangers. Can we, can we do it next Saturday? We can do it next Saturday. What are you guys doing next Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, buy you a martini. There you go. Oh, Mark, that's too. that's Make a it. winner. I'll, I'll call you, Sue. Don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I want a martini. All right, so. 78, 79, idios. That's all I got, everybody. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.